Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra, and I'm so grateful that you are here with me today for another episode. I am thrilled to say that my sweet friend, Sarah Lewis, is back on the podcast. I'm going to link her original show in the show notes. If you haven't heard from her before, I highly suggest listening to that episode as well. It's all about trusting the intuition. It is such a beautiful recording. I found Sarah on Instagram and it's crazy that it's been a year since I've known her, but it was just this very quick understanding of one another Um, and we've cultivated just this really beautiful bond through social media and it's been something that I've really grown to love about the platform of Instagram, of social media, and have really acknowledged that it's a both and because yes, while at times it can be a little toxic, it can be a comparison trap, um, Sarah is proof that really beautiful things can come out of it, like friendships and relationships. She's all the way in Dubai and I'm here in Chicago and to be able to connect with her at the drop of a hat has been really, really amazing and I'm just such an advocate for the work that she puts out, the message that she cultivates and spreads throughout her platform and I'm just really excited for you guys to hear from her again today. We talk about energy in so many different forms, what it is, how to feel it, how to get in touch with it, how Sarah gets her powerful, energetic theme downloads, which is really fascinating. We're all capable, which is the really good news. And also, we talk a lot about money. I really wanted to sort of crush the taboo stigma around money and the conversations um, that we are or aren't willing to have because it is so sticky. And Sarah has this really beautiful way of neutralizing the subject. And I think that's really important. And we also talk a little bit about the fear and lack mentality, what money means in moments like this during a global pandemic, how we can still create and nurture a healthy relationship with money um, when things are feeling a little bit out of whack or a lot out of whack um, in this current current state and just and so much more. This episode is about an hour long, so I don't want to keep you any further. So let's just go ahead and flow into this episode with Sarah Lewis. Sarah, I'm so grateful to have you back on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for having me again. And I am so honored to be with you today for another conversation. Yeah, Sarah, and I was just telling Sarah before we hit record that I hopped on to Skype to call her. And it was almost a year to the date that we first connected. um, And I had her on the show, which I'll link in the show notes because it was such a good conversation. But Time is weird in that way. It does not feel like I've known you for a year. Although I do feel like I know you so well, even just through Instagram, we just clicked um, in a really special way, but it just doesn't feel like a year. It's wild. I know. It's so crazy. Like time has been so weird, especially right now. But like when you told me it's been a year, I'm like, what? A year? Like it feels long and not that long in Mm -hmm. a way. It's just strange. And I feel the same. We connected um, in such a profound way. So it's been really beautiful having that connection from across the world. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And it's been really cool too for me to kind of watch you because when we first connected, 
you were just starting out your podcast, Heart Space, which is so beautiful. And you were just beginning. And I remember you like asking some interview tips. And now it's just so funny because you're such a natural and the show is just so beautiful. And you've really come into your voice and you've created such an amazing community that I love being a part of. So thank you for all that you do. Well, thank you so much. And I feel like the same about you, like watching you grow and just share so vulnerably all the time and authentically. All the time. <laughs> it's so inspiring and so beautiful. And I, oh, I just love you. Like, I don't know. It's, you know, those connections yeah. that are hard to explain. Just yeah. love everything you do, everything, who you are, you know, and it's oh, beautiful. I feel that. You thank you. Grow. Thank you. So as you might remember, I love painting a picture for the listeners. So we talked about this a little bit. Um, when we were recording, but can you tell us about where you are right now and what life is looking like for you in this moment? Oh, that's such an interesting question, especially right now. So um, I'm still in Dubai. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been here for for now like a year and a half. So it's been much longer than when we last um, Mm -hmm. talked, right? Like a year ago. Um, And right now we are quarantined and on full total lockdown. So I'm sure a lot of the world is in this kind of situation, but we can't even go out at this point. So so they have been, um, it's been changing really fast and they have been implementing new, um, new regulations and and things very fast. So um, at first it was like we had a curfew for a weekend, then it was extended for a week, then it was a full lockdown, and then we had to ask for permits to go out. Um, And then it was permits to go to grocery stores, but you could go there every day. Uh, And then now it's every three days for grocery stores. (laughs) So it's pretty intense. Is the, what is um, the yeah. reason? Is your is your death toll or like um, your illness rate really high or are they just trying to prevent, like take all measures to prevent that from happening? Exactly. I think they're really in like taking preventative measures. So um, I, I have really, to be completely honest, I've stopped looking at the numbers mm-hmm. every day. I was doing that for a while and it just I don't know. It became a little bit too intense sometimes and overwhelming. Um, but we don't have that like huge numbers. I yeah. think that they are testing a lot. So we, I think the UAE has a population. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, probably around nine million. The UAE as a country, mm-hmm. um, and we have I don't know how many cases anymore, but they are finding pretty much four hundred now every day by uh, doing intensive like. Um, testing. So mm-hmm. if someone has like test positive, they'll test everyone around them before right. they even have symptoms. So they're really about like, I guess, preventing, um, everything obviously has been closed really fast. Like schools were closed even before this whole lockdown. Um, so I think they're really about like preventing things to, um, to kind of like yeah. accelerate. Wow. In a sense. So, wow. yeah. So what has the energy been like? Like, how are you personally feeling and just like, like the energy as a collective? That's a very interesting question. So in the beginning, um, I, you know, when we couldn't go outside, I was really, really overwhelmed and stressed. And um, I had a really rough time accepting, and I'm sure a lot of people do. So I kind of went in, of course, there's, you know, this 
these different stages, it's kind of, um, I don't know if you've talked about this or if you've read these articles, but they kind of compare it to grief. So I'd love to see your perspective on this because mm-hmm. that's such an important topic for you and your community. So, but there, it's I, definitely not the same, but there is this denial kind of, I sure. think, a phase. Yeah. And I was in such like denial, like not wanting to believe it. And, um, and it's funny because it's, it doesn't change my life that much, but I was really resisting um, this like force being like having to be inside. So restricting my freedom, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it sounds bad when you think about it that way, because there's so many bigger things happening and we need to really be um supporting each other and, you know, all those things. But it is okay, I think, to go through the process internal process of whatever it is that's coming up for you yeah I think it's so crucial to feel the feelings you know like yeah it's a both and you know you can like be able to look at the bigger picture and see that we are a small piece in it but it's also our birthright and our due diligence to actually feel our feelings and let them be felt and we're not you know swallowing it down that doesn't help anybody Mm mm-hmm yeah, absolutely. No, I'm totally with you on feeling and I felt it all like, mm-hmm. um, and I still have these moments, but I feel like because I went so deep and, and kind of low, yeah. um, I, I felt a lot of like past wounds coming up, uh, probably a lot of things that were also not my own, like oh, yeah. ancestral traumas and probably, I don't know, even past lives and things that, you know, being forced to, well, your freedom in a way kind of being being taken from you in a completely different and new way, right? So yeah. there was a lot of that, a lot of resistance, a lot of uh, sadness and just anger, um, all the things. And I felt it like I allowed myself to just kind of be in that state. And eventually I think I found more acceptance. And that was actually one of my energy themes for the month of April. Mm. So, um, I do like on my podcast, uh, for the, for the listeners who don't know, um, I do monthly energy themes and, um, that was one of them was acceptance for April. And I, I have been feeling more acceptance. So I know probably a lot of people are still going through different phases and I still am too, but I feel generally speaking, a sense of acceptance that has kind of settled in a little bit more. So I don't know how it is for you, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I actually, that's so interesting that you brought up the grief comparison because I hadn't, for someone who is like in grief constantly, I had never even thought of it that way, but it is actually so true. And that's something that I'm trying to shed more light on mm-hmm. too, is that grief. I think when we hear the word grief, we think loss or death or something like that. Um, yeah. But it is such a big word that holds so much and so many different circumstances. And so that, yeah, I really want to explore that a little bit and maybe even record a podcast Mm -hmm. or share some thoughts on that because that was kind of like mind blowing when you said that I was like, yeah, there's, and I don't believe in like the stages per se. I mean, I believe that they're there for sure, but I think, you know, they kind of like try to say it's one through five or whatever. It's just, intermingled and they explode some just like collide and then it goes on a loop um so Mm -hmm. it's no like direct order yeah but when you said that I was like oh yeah I've gone through all of those different stages you know especially Mm -hmm. alongside you the denial in the beginning like I can even think back to some conversations Mm -hmm. with friends and being like this is like not a big deal like I'll admit that I think a lot of Mm -hmm. us thought like oh my gosh okay the media is just going into a frenzy um, 
And then there's like the depression for sure. And I'm so thankful yeah. that you have your beautiful balcony because I don't, yeah, you, you did say this, that you need a permit to go outside, but you're like, we're not even allowed to go outside. And you and I were just talking about how much weather plays such a toll and for you to not really have the ability yeah. to like just go for a walk or something is just beyond me. And I'm so grateful that walk. you have that balcony though. Yeah. And I actually, um, I, I got a lot of plants just before this and around the beginning and it w- we weren't yet on lockdown, but I, my sister, so my sister's really into permaculture and she's been growing her own like, um, foods now in an apartment though, because she was in Hawaii. Anyway, I don't want to get into that too My much, sister does that too. Kind of paint a picture. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so she gave me a bunch of seeds. Um, she sent some to me for my birthday in November and I had them with me. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I was like, okay, I'm going to plant seeds. And I did that. Uh, I don't know now thing like time just, I don't remember. Really. It just <laughs> yeah. like kind of all meshed up together, but just before this happened. So and now they grew and they're still growing and I get to see them every day growing. Um, of course, some of them, and it's my first experience, like planting seeds and, uh, there's tomatoes, cilantro, uh, which is coriander, right? It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, flowers and now kale and celery. So I'm, I'm just so happy to see that because it's my, I feel like I miss this grounding sense of just Mm. being outside, going for a walk and, this has helped a lot and I have a lot of plants in Mm -hmm. my home. So that also helps. So yeah. Thank you for saying that because my balcony has been, um, I've been spending much more time on it than ever before. So it is actually a blessing in disguise in that sense. Yeah. I feel like that's so kismet too. Like the timing of you planting the seeds and growing your own food, especially with like the constraints on having to go to the grocery store. You're like, it's okay. I'm kind of providing for myself here in the most natural way symbolically at least for now yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) they're not yet really producing but (laughs) yeah true they're working on it um so I really wanted to have you back on here especially during this time because you have this really beautiful way of explaining energy and its workings in a way that's not only easy to understand but it's easy to integrate so I'd love to do a little deep dive into both how you receive these downloads and this information as well as to get your perspective on what it is that you're seeing and feeling within the changes we're enduring as a collective, if you're open to exploring mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. so um, it's interesting. I have so much to say, and at the same time, I'm not sure where to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so kind of, I guess I've always been open to receiving um, energy and I, it's always, it's not always super easy to put the words on it, but, um, I think that it's very similar to intuitive guidance that we all have access to all the time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's more on a personal level and sometimes it's also because we're all connected and we know this, I think most of us to some extent, but we don't always experience it. Um, and I feel that my personal journey of like connecting to my intuition more, Um, and I think we talked about that last time. Um, and also then later starting to work with the Akashic records, Mm -hmm. which, um, I was reading, uh, people's records, my own, and then I kind of moved out of that, but I still feel like I connect to something higher or, uh, and I think we can all do that. So that's one of the reasons I stopped doing the readings for other people, because I feel that, um, it's our birthright and our power. 
or to have access to this and to do it on our own terms and ourselves. Mm. And it's not very different than connecting to your intuition. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this, but uh, just kind of to paint a picture, I guess. And um, I personally receive a lot by feeling and sensing. And um, I have a quiz that we talked about as well yeah. in the first conversation we had, which is um, how to kind of determine your predominant intuitive type or your intuitive superpower. And we can all develop all of them and so much more, but it's a, it was a really good way for me to kind of discover which one was kind of the one that's more natural to me. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's sensing, feeling. Um, so sometimes it's chills in the body, uh, some kind of energy in the hands, uh, in the heart space, of course, and things like that. So I'm not so much going to receive visions or things like Mm -hmm. that. Some people are very much more visual. Some people kind of hear things and some people just have a knowing. Um, I feel like I'm developing that more now as I move forward in my journey, but I think it all comes in whenever you're ready and Mm -hmm. open to it. Uh, so I don't know if that really answers your question. Yeah, that's so cool too. I want other people to really, um, to think on that too and just pay attention because it was around the time that, I mean, I've always had a strong intuition, but I never really took notice of where I felt it in my body. And that's been really cool. Um, and for me, it's almost like a sinking feeling in my stomach that isn't good or bad. It's like a total gut Mm -hmm. punch almost. And then I get really loud ringing in my ears. Um, yeah, that's a big one too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's generally where I'm like, okay, I have to tap in. Something's happening. And I actually, it's so funny. I just, um, had a text message from one of my friends who was thinking on something. And so she explored it and it was in fact what she had been thinking about. Um, I don't want to like share her personal information, but she was just like, I just can't, why is it so easy for us to forget how intuitive we are. Like, why are we so surprised when the things that we know come to fruition? And I shared with her, like, I've had a couple of experiences in that way too, where you just, you just know. And, you know, it's like one of those things where Mm -hmm. people give psychics a bad rap or whatever, but it's like, we're all psychic. We all have that connection. It's like you said, it's energy. So, um, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that's a really cool practice to really, I think for me, that's been the most beautiful way to build a trust with myself is the, is the actual sensation in my body so that when it happens, Mm -hmm. you know, to listen, like something's coming through, pay attention, you know, something's here. Yeah. Yeah. Something's happening. Absolutely. For sure. So you mentioned the Akashic records. I know that you're not doing those readings anymore, but I don't want to just have you say Akashic Records and have people be like, what is that? So can you touch on what that is a little bit? It's really, really fascinating, actually. And I did a reading with Sarah, um, and she opened my Akashic Records, and it was so powerful. It was incredible. I loved it. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, And I I was really honored to be able to open your records, and obviously the records of so many people before Mm. I kind of felt and they also told me kind of um and I don't really like to say they anymore because I don't want people to think this is like people you know mm, yeah. um I guess it's similar to how we sometimes talk about God I guess yeah like, um that's one of the misconceptions so um to kind of explain what the Akashic Records are and I think everyone will have their own way of explaining this so mm-hmm. it's nothing 
I don't really um, think it's nothing. It's anything set in stone or anything like that. Um, for me, it really actually comes down to um, connecting to your heart and. The Akashic records are said to be in another dimension of consciousness. So there are many kind of layers, I guess we could say, mm -hmm. of consciousness. And uh, just to explain, and I, I don't want to go too much into that, but we live in the physical reality, but there's a lot of things we don't see. And that's why we, um, when we connect to energy and sense it, we can have access to a lot more. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, so for me, it goes through connecting to the heart, and they have this very uh, beautiful energy that is always encouraging and supportive and always really guide you actually back within yourself. Mm -hmm. At least that's kind of the entities I was working with, so these energy beings, mm -hmm. in a sense. And it's also said that they kind of hold all the records from your life, which is this lifetime, mm -hmm. also past lives, mm -hmm. and like future possibilities. Mm -hmm. So it's never uh, predictions mm -hmm. because um, it's still really important to know that you have free will. So I think maybe that's yes. also when you were saying um, psychics have like this bad reputation sometimes. I think uh, some people kind of give predictions. Yeah. And the danger here is that, first of all, it's not very ethical because I feel at least because yes, there is uh, a potential for something to happen but then you still have free will Absolutely. and I think it's disempowering when we say this will happen and you can't do anything about it um yes I still believe in um what is meant for you will happen mm -hmm. in the way that is meant to happen mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of believe in that but I still believe you have you make choices daily choices um taking aligned action and if you're just going to like sit around um not you know, doing anything, then maybe something that could happen for you won't happen. So, um, I don't know if that's super clear, but it's yeah, just it is. Um, a larger explanation of what they are. Um, yeah. I, I'd say they can also be referred to as source. So it could be, um, similar to the higher power, but I guess some people might disagree around that if mm -hmm. they have been working with the records for longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's how I felt. Yeah. Working with them. So, yeah. Yeah. I also think too, going back to just like, you know, what, what is meant for you will find you that sort of thing. I think too, like some people yeah. can get hung up and I've been one of them. Um, especially like with past relationships where I'm like, what the hell? And I think what I've come to now mm -hmm. is that you will, you will go through all of the lessons that you need to go through until you're ready to like really yeah. trust and just surrender. And I'm kind of at the point now of surrendering because I'm like okay I feel like I've learned a lot yeah. of really big lessons so for people who feel frustrated who are like well I just keep coming up to yeah. like these walls those are like the little lessons in there that you're still needing to work through um and so I yeah. think that was really be beautifully said. um also when we did oh, my Akashic record reading I what astounded me was it wasn't like you were telling me things that I didn't know, but you were saying things that like based on our relationship, you wouldn't have known to say to me, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So like for anyone listening, it wasn't like Sarah was telling me that like, do this and this will happen or like, this is what you should do. It was like she, Sarah was being channeled through, you know, yeah. source, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and basically telling like my soul, the message it already knew to be true, yeah. but I just had buried down. So yeah. if that explains it for anyone who's like, I don't really understand like how the messages works. Um, 
it was just, it was really, really impactful. And when you said that, it actually makes more sense now why you decided to sort of step back from that and um, give each individual the chance to do that for themselves because it really is, you're all about mm-hmm. trusting you, your message mm-hmm. among a lot of other beautiful messages. But one of your core messages is to trust your own intuition. And so I think that that's really beautiful mm-hmm. that you are sort of giving people that gift and that like handhold to be able to access that themselves. Yeah, I felt it was really, I think it was time. And when I started working with the records, I kind of felt intuitively, I guess, that it was going to be a for a period of time only. Yeah. And I didn't know how long, um, but I felt it was not going to be like, you know, my mm. life's work yeah. in a sense. Uh, but still, it's still important to this day. But like you were sa- saying so beautifully, it's um, kind of speaking soul to soul. So mm-hmm. we're all energy. And when we tune into each other, we, we can sense these things. And of course, like, I feel like what was really special about these readings is that I got to say things to people and feel things that in other circumstances would be maybe harder to tell someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were more open and receptive to yeah. certain information sometimes sometimes not uh and that's okay too but it was a really interesting process so I really loved it and and cherished it and and I also know that it was time for it to kind of transform so Mm -hmm. that was fine too Mm -hmm. yeah so your energy themes that you do on your podcast how can you explain this process of is it like a sitting where you get the complete download or is it kind of trickling in over time and then you sit down and you compose what that energy theme is going to look like mm-hmm. or how does that work? It's a very good question as well. So I, I've had both and my kind of journey with that is that, yes, I can sit and receive the information as you would like in a meditation sure. or in channeling, for example, from the records or um, just energy in general from the collective energy. So I have had those. And now I feel like what's happening, it's not, it's more of a general sense Mm -hmm. and trusting that what is coming through for me is also happening maybe in slightly different ways for others, but it's more like a collective thing. So usually around the end of a month or the beginning of the month, I kind of feel these energy themes. And so far, I mean, I think many people do this. Like many people have energy themes for a month or uh, messages and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think they're all accurate, but it's really interesting for me too. I don't listen to any of them before doing my own because I don't want it to kind of, you know, um, influence in any way or even impact. But I listen to a few afterwards from people that I really, you know, resonate with. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it's usually different, but still very relevant and Mm -hmm. similar in the energy. I don't know if it's it's very clear. No, that makes um, sense. so to answer your question, I guess, um, I have done both. I, I sometimes do sit and see what comes through. So through just sensing, feeling, sometimes writing, sometimes um, just I sometimes I'll just do that and record whatever comes through. Um, I'll just tune in and turn turn on my uh, mic and, and just record. Oh, so I've cool. done a few different things uh, like that. And yeah, it's still ex- like I still experiment and try to just trust whatever 
is coming and it doesn't have to be a certain way. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, it really I don't want does. It to have to be this way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's interesting too is I think maybe, and I'm sure I can speak for a lot of people, especially people who journal a lot. What's interesting yeah. is I, I can't say it's like per month per se, but I will go through these phases mm-hmm. where I am hung up on, not hung up, but I am so hyper-focused on one, almost like a word. So like right now for yeah. me, it's like surrender and shedding and I can't get rid of it. Like I can't stop thinking about it. And so yeah. maybe there's something to that where it's like, you know, that is, and as a collective, I think a lot of us are doing that right now. We're being forced Uh to surrender. We're shedding things that don't work for us. We're getting a lot of alone time to really just get to the root of who we are because we don't have distractions, you know, and we're not being told to look a certain way or behave a certain way. Um, so that's really interesting. And I want to, it just makes me want to give myself more credit to, again, going Uh back, like I, I think we all are a lot more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And yeah, it's easy to turn to people who do it for us, right? Like, I've mm-hmm. gotten so used to you providing this beautiful information for me, which I'll never stop listening to because it's just so lovely and it really resonates. But, like, I'm equally as capable, too, of, yeah, you know, yeah. channeling into my own energy theme and then seeing how they relate. You know, it doesn't have to be either yeah, or. Exactly. It's like the both and, which is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel you because I, I was, and probably it's still a theme in, in my life, like kind of second guessing myself or doubting. Uh, and I've had this also in the readings that I was doing. I was always before, like, what if, you know, nothing comes mm. through or if it doesn't resonate at all. And that probably happened for a few people. And that's what, that's okay. Because maybe it was sometimes, you know, they're, they're not ready for mm-hmm. um, this information or something. Uh, but I think it's really just about trusting ourselves more and more. So it's been really interesting, both the records, my own journey, but also the um, energy readings and mm-hmm. the podcast. The podcast mm-hmm. was a huge thing for me to just trust myself and yes. my voice and not just re- re-record and yes. do it again and again, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, t- to your point, like, um, I think it's really important to trust ourselves more and um, that doesn't mean that we can't learn mm-hmm. something from others here and there yeah. or get some guidance, mm-hmm. but it's definitely always about coming back to what feels right mm-hmm. and true to you. So I also wanted to have you on here because you do this really beautiful job of talking about abundance and the flow of money. I know this mm-hmm. is new for you, but it doesn't sound like it's new for you because you are. I've heard you speak about it a couple of times now, and it just... I don't know. I could listen to you talk about money forever. You make it feel very, (laughs) you just make it feel very relaxed. And money generally is not a relaxed subject. As we all know, it's one of the most taboo subjects out there. So of course I want to shatter the glass around that because I love talking about anything that's taboo. So first and foremost, can you share with us how you believe money works and exists in the world? Yes. Well, thank you first of all for what you said. It means a lot because it's, it is still very new to me and um, has been a very sensitive topic for a long time. But uh, to me and um, what I've been experiencing more and more, because it's something that I kind of knew, but I haven't experienced. And I think you really need to experience it too for it to sink in mm-hmm. uh, is that money is an energy and that it's not separate from spirituality. For example, it's not, um, it, it's not like 
not wanting to go to people who do things from the heart and things like that, because that's what I believed for a long time is that I can't do both, like be a spiritual person and um, Mm -hmm. do the work that I do and have money. It's like, I have to choose what I love to do and kind of separating basically the heart intuition, spirituality, and money. So they can't kind of coexist. And actually, no, I think that money is an energy and it's neutral and it's what I make of it. And it does want to go to the people who are heart-centered. It wants to empower people. It wants to circulate. um, And it wants to be part of this kind of new way of living and um, support sustainable businesses, like small businesses, people who want to do good. And it doesn't have to be like, um, for example, um, supporting things on a large, large scale, like Mm -hmm. just big, big philanthropy um, organizations or big businesses that are sustainable. It's also about um, impacting the lives of like, you know, smaller communities mm-hmm. and people who do the work that is their gift and mm-hmm. is from their heart. And yeah, so does that make sense? I it think, does. Um, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it does. And I don't, I certainly don't mean to challenge it because I believe all of that, but I know that there are people probably wondering then what is, yeah. what about the people who are in power who are not using it for good, but have so much money? So what is, yeah. what is that? So that's, really interesting and that's one of the reasons I think that I and a lot of people obviously struggle with the idea of money and abundance Mm -hmm. and they're not exactly the same but I do kind of tend to use them together at the moment Um, but money goes where it's invited where it's welcome and kind of so for example let's say someone who is in power who's not necessarily doing good for the world for the people mm-hmm. but they have a good relationship with money. They know uh, that money will come to yes. them and they have invited money a long time ago. They just expect kind of not in in a light, not in the sense that we sometimes hear expectations mm-hmm. but they just kind of they have decided that that's what they're available for and it's Money is an energy, so it's energy. It's invited. Exactly. That makes sense. It's not good nor bad. It's just like, where is it invited? Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is that, and also I I read a really, really good book that I do want to recommend to everyone. And that's one of the big things that changed my views around it. It's um, uh, Earth is Hiring by Pita Kelly. Have you read that? She is incredible. The money story part, writing your own money story. Yeah. (gasps) So yeah. good. I'll link it. It's one yeah. of my favorite books. Yeah. So good. It is for me too. Um, and I still go back to it, but, um, that's also what she explains. And, mm-hmm. and I see that happening. Like, um, money just goes where it's welcome, but it does want to support more people who are doing beautiful things and who are true to their values and are in integrity and in alignment and Mm -hmm. living a conscious life, um, spiritual life, and also sustainable. All these things, money wants to go to these people. Mm -hmm. But the problem that I see a lot and I have experienced is that we usually tend to think that that doesn't go together. Mm -hmm. So money automatically is not as welcome in those lives, sadly. And I kind of feel that right now my mission is to bring back spirituality and money together so that, um, you know, to help people 
like take their power back when it comes to money Mm -hmm. and rewrite their money story and um, welcome it into their lives. Not because, you know, of greed and things like that, because that's not at all how things are going to uh, be working in the future. But we still have to really take our power back so that um, money comes to us. And there's an infinite, like, um, there's, it, it is like that's the concept of abundance. There is enough for everyone, but when we think there's not, then that's what creates it as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm working on right now. Yeah, and it's no secret, obviously, that money is super triggering for a lot of people in the yeah, world, especially right now. So, how in a time of crisis can you, can we release? the lack mentality when lack is in fact what's happening for a lot of people, you know, cause for me yeah. personally, it's one thing I can get really into this really beautiful trusting groove with abundance and money when money is coming in and I'm, I get, I get like in this flow where I'm okay with pushing it out cause I know it's going to come back in. But for a lot of us, yeah. money is not coming in right now. So what is something yeah. that you would want to tell people who are in fact, fearful of lack right now Mm -hmm. so and kind of anything that I do and in my work and I'm I'm working on a a new program around this right now I feel it's really important to yes have the spiritual part of it so the inner work the it's also with intuition the feminine aspect of things Mm -hmm. the receiving the trusting the surrender Mm -hmm. but the masculine is equally as important. So taking aligned actions um, towards inviting more money into your life. So, um, and we talked about this a little bit, um, the video that I recorded for yeah. another company, Morrison Saints. I talked about uh, tips on how to um, kind of cope in these times where, like financially, where things are so uncertain and challenging for many people. And I get it. Um, so of course... Doing some inner work around money. So how do you feel around money? What do you say about money? Um, your relationship to it. Mm-hmm. Exploring that. Exploring what could be blocking the flow of money. And it's not necessarily your fault, especially right now, because things, you know, the economy is kind of just not really mm-hmm. uh, doing so well. So it's not just your fault. It's not to say that, but maybe look at what is happening for you because there's still a lot of people making a lot of money yeah, that's so true. Uh, right now. Mm-hmm. So that's also important to know and to see. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of the idea of expanding your subconscious around mm-hmm. that. So if you see people, it's still happening for some people that can be encouraging and, and help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also the, the more like structure, like the piece that's more about structure and the masculine. So taking action uh, and getting creative about how you can do that. So mm-hmm. maybe you can try to adapt your services or what you do and take it online more. Maybe mm-hmm. you can explore something new that you've always loved to do, but you haven't quite, um, you know, done yet. So maybe you had a side hustle for a while or had an idea of a project you want to start online or finding a way to do that online and doing that, being creative around that, Mm -hmm. maybe offering services or yeah, on different platforms, Mm -hmm. looking for some remote work because there's still some need for that. And the world still needs to kind of, even if it's slowed down big time, it still needs to kind of continue flowing and, and working. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, 
I think that that's kind of, that's really important right now. And I would say they both go together. The yeah. fact that you have to kind of look at what's happening within and the beliefs around it, working on that even and especially when it's really challenging you. So that means that there are things within you that are just coming back up to the surface right now mm-hmm. around money, right? But not just that. And working on the beliefs, working on the alignment as well, the energy piece, uh, so that you can welcome that in mm-hmm. and not block it. Mm-hmm. And also taking action. So doing the more practical things and steps that will help you. Um And I think also knowing that even if we don't know what's happening in the world right now and there's no certainty about anything, um, things will eventually pass. This too shall pass. And that when it does, it will kind of take back, like the rhythm Mm -hmm. will come back and there will be more flow. So um, how can you prepare yourself for that? How can you kind of get set up for your success when that when the world comes back to whatever normal will be the new normal um if that makes sense it really does and I think so that was actually going to be something that I wanted to ask you was the question that I wanted to pose was is it appropriate for people to hoard money right now because I know within abundance and the energy of money that's not always the best that's just a different Mm -hmm. that's like a whole different fear and lack mentality that some people have is the hoarding while others kind of throw it away because they don't think they're deserving Mm -hmm. of it or whatever. Um, But what I've found, it's kind of been like this intuitive process for me because for me, like I said, when money comes in, I save a little bit, but I also spend on things that are of value Mm -hmm. and sometimes not of value. I'll be honest, like, you know, Amazon, whatever. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I heard that beauty cream's great. I'm going to try it. Um, Do I need it? Mm -hmm. No. But what's been really beautiful about this time is that it's forced me to be, for lack of better words, more responsible or just more in tune with the wants versus Mm -hmm. needs. And, you know, what's what's actually going to make me feel really good during this time? So, like, I just bought, like, a two-pound bag of uh, loose-leaf nettle tea because – and it was really expensive, (sighs) but I was like, that feels really, really nurturing to me right now. Like, that was just something that was Mm -hmm. a no-brainer. And then, yeah, there's, like – I have some stuff in my cart that's, like – makeup products or whatever. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. But pre pandemic, yeah. I would have just bought it and been like, whatever. So yeah, it's been this really cool energetic dance of just kind of really tapping into the wants versus needs and just being more responsible yeah. with my money. Um, not so much hoarding, but just, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, preparing for when we are kind of back in I don't even yeah. like to say the word normal, but just back in flow. No, because that doesn't, we don't know. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back in flow. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Normal is not just, yeah, there's, I agree. <laughs> Let's just push that word away. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I love what you say. I think, um, so about hoarding mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about saving right now because saving is important and, um, you know, I'm not going to say it's not, but then there's a very much a different energy to saving for Mm -hmm. like an investment that you want to make, Mm -hmm. um, or something that you want to buy or, or anything Mm -hmm. in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a different energy to that than to just keeping all the money and not wanting to even spend, um, like a dollar for something, you know? 
there's, there's a very different energy. So I'd say, um, and it's, it's okay if that's happening for you. And I know it's, it's really triggering and challenging Mm -hmm. for many people and I can very much relate, but, um, try to just look at the energy. And I love what you said about what you're buying. You're being more conscious about that, more mindful Mm -hmm. maybe of it and seeing what, um, will be will feel really good for you right now. What will nourish you on a deep level or also on a physical level. So paying attention to these things and, and yeah, I think these times are actually teaching us a lot. It's kind of reevaluating what is important, what is our priority. So it's a really, actually a really good time to work on what's coming up for you. And, Mm. and I know it's obviously not everyone has, the ability to do this. So if someone is in a very challenging situation mm-hmm. right now, um, that's where you can maybe see if you can ask for help and support either from the government or your community, mm-hmm. your family even. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to do that, but sometimes it's needed. And sometimes that's just exactly what you need to do. Yeah. And I was telling you before we hit record, we were talking a little bit and the video that you, um, had done where you gave some of those tips, I was telling you that the asking for help, you had so many good tips, but the asking for help one was like this light bulb in my head because I am someone who hates selling things. Mm -hmm. It does not feel good in my body. I feel very needy. Um, I feel Mm -hmm. like that is how I'm portrayed if I ever offer anything. And Mm -hmm. being a freelancer, that's so hard because that's essentially how I make a living. Um, And so I've gotten in this way of just sharing and hoping that the work comes and it does. But now it's a different time. And when you said that it's okay to ask Mm -hmm. for help and here are some ways that you can do that, I was like, wait. It was like this light bulb that came off in my head where I was like, it's okay to ask for support. It's okay to give people yeah. ideas on how they can support you. Just a piece about selling, because I know that has mm. been the most challenging thing for me as well. When I started my business, you know, I was like, obviously you need to make money, right? Yeah. But I never thought that it would be so uncomfortable to actually, you know, sell or it, talk about what I do and things like yeah. that. Um, and I definitely had a lot of blocks around it. So, um, how did you overcome those? (laughs) Well, I think it's just a reframe in the perspective. It's that, and it's something that probably will still come up Mm -hmm. from time to time, but Mm -hmm. it's more about sharing. And for example, I do, I offer a lot of free content, a lot of free content, but, uh, when it comes to my services, so the part that are, you know, that I sell, um, I used to always like offer discounts and things, and I have nothing against that, but, um, I felt a very different energy from people who, for example, came to me with, um, the discount or even sometimes free, free offers and things like that. Or when I had set the prices very low or when I was being weird about selling, which was my own problem, I felt a very different energy. And now that I kind of reframed that and am able to see that the best way that I can serve my community, my clients, um, all the things is yes, I will continue doing a lot of free content because I believe that's crucial, but there's nothing different in, um, selling Mm. than just sharing. 
it's yeah. the same thing if it comes from the heart. And now that I have kind of worked on that more and not that it's perfect, obviously, there's still always more to do. And that's okay too. Um, but I feel a very different energy in the people who contact me, who come mm-hmm. to me and they want to work with me mm-hmm. and they don't want discounts. They actually want to pay me yeah. full price Yeah. or there's a very, very different energy. And also they will do more of the work maybe because yeah. sometimes, you know, the prices sometimes do make a difference. Um, and that's actually the best way that I can serve them. So reframing that and it's still a process obviously but um that selling is actually sharing and it's no different than sharing what you do that you offer for free and that's very much you know of quality and all that it's no different and that's just the next level the best thing that you can offer and the best way you can serve Mm, I love that that's so beautifully said and just for the record from an outsider's perspective you sell so beautifully. It is clear as day. And I'm not just oh. saying that because I adore you, but it is just clear as day that everything that you create is truly soul work. Um, so just oh. from the outside looking oh, in. Thank you so much. Yeah, there that is like. It hasn't always felt that way from the inside, but thank yes, you so much and no. I appreciate that. It, you can tell it's very aligned because you, you know when the opposite is true too. When you see something and you're like, ooh, that feels oh. like it's coming from a lot of desperation and sticky places I've definitely (laughs) been there and I've like pulled back so I'm like that didn't feel right but I have yet to see that from you so yeah oh thank you so speaking of which I really want you to take a minute and tell us about your new course Abundance Alchemist so I am on the wait list but I would just love to hear more um about this course how it was created what people can expect who it's for yeah So it's interesting because it actually, I felt at the beginning of the year that I had to start talking about abundance more and money. And it took a while because we're now in April, Mm. almost the end of April. um, And it's just kind of taking form now more. So it's been a really interesting process. Of course, there's everything that happened like the virus and all the, the things. So uh, I had to pull back from creative mode and, and just yeah. that, but I felt it wanted to be birthed. And I just knew was something that I, the past version of me, and probably I could still benefit from it now, need and needed. And that a lot of people need this and it's going to be really, um, so like, like you said, it talks about abundance and money and abundance is not just about money. It's about all the areas of your life in which Mm. you can be abundant and tap into abundance. So it's really um, also about all the things that I always talk about, intuition, Mm. listening to your intuition, um, allowing that to come through and see what feels good to you in terms of uh, if you have your own business, for example, how you offer your services, what feels really aligned with you. It's not like cookie cutter strategies and things like that. So it's really about coming back to your own power, your intuition, Mm -hmm. and allowing that to come through. So that's still a very important part of it. Um, Then, of course, there's going to be all the work around money, um, kind of re- reframing and rewriting your money story and shedding some light on what is there 
and knowing that it's okay, but that you can reframe that and um, kind of redefine how you you view money Mm -hmm. and uh, be be in alignment with that so that you can call it into your life. And also just to work on abundance in general, knowing that you are abundant and that's your birthright. And abundance is not just money, but that we do need to have this is kind of the energy exchange that our world is currently working with so we do need it um and not everyone needs the same amounts right yeah uh, not yeah. everyone has the same capacity to receive the like bigger amounts for example and that's okay and it's not about that um but to me it's more about kind of creating a new way of viewing money mm-hmm. and allowing it into our lives so I had a hard time receiving for a long time. So it's also working with that receiving, allowing yourself to receive. So um, there's going to be so much. So it's just kind of coming through now um, Mm -hmm. what's really, what it's really going to be about. And I've been through so many different um, ideas and concepts about how I'm going to deliver it. But I feel it has to be a live program now, Mm -hmm. actually. So there will be some content that's... um, pre kind of um created and recorded but there will also be live calls and Very a cool. group so I really want to create this kind of sense of community because I feel that together we will have more like a sense of being held accountable claiming our power what we want what we deserve and how we're working towards that also clarifying the vision um piece which is really important so what it is that you actually want and calling it in. So um, kind of reclaiming your power in that sense and knowing that you can make that happen and that it's already there. So there's a lot of different things and it really works with the feminine and the masculine. Um, So the inner work and the aligned action work and Mm. the strategy as well. So there's both and it's just something I have been feeling a lot and yeah. very deeply and that it has to be birthed. And it's so, it has been really challenging because talking about money was something I never, ever, ever did before. And it was so, and it is so taboo, but for me, it was like, mm, no, I'm not going to talk about yeah. it and just avoid it all the time. And it's so weird that I'm actually doing this now, but it feels so right. Well, and there you go. yeah, I, I feel it's needed. So yeah, <laughs> I hope that kind of explains what it is. But it yeah. does. And I wanted to backpedal for a second because you said something and I'm wondering if you can elaborate a little bit. You said that you... Um, had trouble receiving. So what did that look like for you exactly? Like your trouble of receiving. So would that be, would that go back to like when you were like selling things for very low or offering all these discounts when you knew that you should be asking for more and just standing in that, in that number? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I think it's a kind of a, it goes back to self-worth, right? Like having a, like a difficulty receiving and it's, um, very much the feminine. The feminine is in receiving and in flow, right? And she is the one who receives. So, um, it kind of indicated to me that I had to work on that and I have tapped into my feminine a lot, but there was still that layer. So it was obviously in the pricing, but also just in life in general. So Mm. what um, I'm really excited about is that, of course, Abundance Alchemist is about money, but it's also about all areas of your life. So I think everything is connected. So if you have um, challenges to receive in your business, for example, or 
to charge certain amounts. <laughs> yes, I can relate. Raising um, my hand. <laughs> you might also have challenges in relationships in receiving mm. what you need and mm. asking for what you yeah. need and claiming that. And yeah, so everything wow. is connected. And yeah, yeah so it goes it, it really goes deep in that sense. But yeah, that was, that was me. And yes, I'm still working on it. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it's all perfect. There's still obviously a lot that I can do, but I feel that kind of the journey that I've been through can support a lot of people. And I, I wish I had access to this before, uh, for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I really, really, the past me would have needed it so much. And yeah, yeah so I'm really excited about that. But That's yeah, receiving of can be in so many forms. Mm -hmm. That's so Compliments beautiful. Compliments as well. Like. Yeah, no, that's so beautifully put. And I'm like nodding my head because for so long, I didn't, like up until this point, to be honest, I had never really connected the theme of my trouble yeah. with receiving. It's like with money, I'm the same. I'm always, um, even with photography, photography now it's a lot better because I think too, doing it for mm -hmm. so long, that kind of becomes like, yeah. you know, your worth just... I don't know. I just, for some reason within photography, I feel really good, but within the calm collective, I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I think it's that spirituality piece too, where it's like within the calm collective, mm -hmm. you know, that's where like, it's like a soul to soul work where I'm like really trying and yeah. I want to help people and I want to guide people as best as I can yeah. and like hold space. I'm like, how dare I ask for money in exchange for that? But like, how, how do I not, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not a negative it's not a negative exchange. So that and then piecing that with like within relationships, always being like, oh, I just don't want to like, I don't want to rock the boat or like, I don't want to put that person out. I don't want to bother you. Yes. Or like, I don't want to come off as needy. Um, that's just so, and compliments too. I'm like, if someone gives me a compliment, I'm like, oh, you're what? No. <laughs> that's just so funny <laughs> yeah, that it is all so lot, intertwined. Huh? Oh my gosh, I need this course. I'm so excited for it to start. When um, do you plan on having it begin? Um, begin, I'm, I'm hoping for May 11th. So cool. I don't know if this uh, podcast will be out before or not, but... Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm hoping for May 11th. Okay, yeah. awesome. And if not, I'll make sure that all the info is in the show notes for everyone. But hopefully it will run again because... Oh, I good. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's going to run live. So I don't know if the second time it will also be live, mm -hmm. but um, it will it will for sure reopen later. Oh, that's amazing. Year. Okay, Probably, good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I want to close out with some rapid fire questions, if that feels good to you. Yay. Okay, awesome. So in this season of life, what are you most grateful for? I'm very grateful for my health, um, my family's health, mm -hmm. my partner, my plants, <laughs> and my work and clients and audience and all the things. So good. That's a lot, but yeah. <laughs> what is something that you value about yourself? About myself? Um, I think my ability to always grow and to be okay with changes and mm. just adapting even if it's not always easy of course but mm. always willing to grow and learn and um know that it's a process and mm. that's great mm -hmm. <laughs> what has been your hardest life lesson oof there's been a lot mm. um I think 
and it still is. It's expressing myself and speaking my truth. Mm. Yes, I feel that. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm kind of both. Yeah. It's weird, but I love these days. I love going, um, waking up at five and that's like my moment and I love it, but I have to go to bed early for that. So if I go to bed late, um, then I can't, yeah. so I kind of have to find balance. But yeah. yeah. But you can appreciate both. I, both. I prefer the morning when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Coffee or tea? coffee these days to be honest I saw that I was like oh my goodness yeah <laughs> I already knew the answer <laughs> usually you drink matcha right or like uh, a green I've juice faces. it's so funny yeah. I've had so my green juice which I still love but um it's been harder to find the pro- oh, produce true. and the silk and all the stuff but cacao is my favorite these yeah. days um I just kind of, yeah, I have phases. I had matcha for a while. I had also my uh, golden milk and all these days it's kind of cacao first choice, but also coffee. Yeah. Peter Kelly's the one who introduced me to cacao. Yeah. Oh yeah. I actually was, I don't remember how I got introduced to it. I think I just felt the call. My sister told Mm -hmm. me about it and she's like, you'd love cacao. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's amazing. And then it just came back later. I'm so in love with cacao. It's so good. Do you have a morning routine right now? I know everyone's have, it's kind of shifted for most people being in this new season, but do you have a flow waking up at five? Um, so I don't wake up at five every day, just to be clear. <laughs> I, I do it usually um, twice or three okay. times when it's a good week yeah. uh, per week. Um, and when and I still try to have the same um, ritual mm-hmm. every morning. And these days it's very much about like alignment. So I have this kind of alignment, uh, abundance and acceptance practice mm-hmm. right now. Um, so there's a lot of um, kind of breathing exercises, um, chakra alignments, and just meditation, journaling um, on my big vision, and um, things like that, and cacao, if that's one of those days, Mm -hmm. because I try not to have it every day. Yeah. (laughs) What is your spirit animal? Owl. Ooh, that's a good one. So wise. Yeah. If you were a color... (laughs) sometimes misunderstood, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you were a color, what color would you be? Oh, um, I have black coming right now, oh, but I also love good. my kind of uh, beige mm-hmm. um, sand color. Yeah. Okay, so if you could go anywhere in the world, I know we can't really travel right now, but if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Well, I was supposed to be in Portugal with my sister mm. in a week from now, so I would probably go there. Although right now, I'd say maybe Bali because it seems like it's pretty relaxed right now. The, I don't know if they're on lockdown or not, but I feel like it would be nice to be in Bali. What I wouldn't do to be in Bali. <laughs> when you think of being human, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, emotions and. Ooh. Yeah, I love emotions, that. I think. A lot of emotions. Yeah. And lastly, where can people find you? Um, I love being on Instagram. So at Sarah Lewis Co. Yeah, that's um, otherwise my website is Sarah Lewis dot co not com and i also have a facebook community that i love um it's heart leaders collective mm-hmm. and i am there every day 
and also my podcast, which is Heartspace. So there's a few places, but yes, yeah. and also and everywhere so almost. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back on the show. I tell you often how much I adore you, and though we haven't met in person, like I said, I feel so connected to you, and I'm just so grateful that we're walking the earth at the same time so thank you so much for being me here me too yeah thank you so so much it was such an honor and i had a beautiful time you're an amazing um hostess oh thank <laughs> you and uh i really hope that we will get to meet in person one day somewhere in the world but i'm so grateful for you and really admire you your work everything who you are mm-hmm. who you are yeah. thank you so much for beautiful that beautiful light thank you Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode with the beautiful Sarah Lewis. I hope you loved it. I hope you were able to take away some really powerful notes and tips and messages surrounding money and really tapping into your own energetic field, especially during a time that is bringing up so much for us individually and as a collective. If you love this episode, I'd be so grateful if you wanted to share it, pass it along to any friends and family. You can share it on your Instagram stories to get people familiar with the show. And if you feel called, um, I would also be so grateful if you would take just 60 seconds or so to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review again if you feel called to do so. It really helps the podcast to land in the laps of people who might need the message and to help this podcast grow. Thank you so much, and I'll see you back here next week.